Welcome back to the Brooklyn Poets Yopcast for May 9th, 2016, featuring poet Natalie Eilbert leading the workshop and kicking off the open mic. I am your host and MC, Jason Koo. The Brooklyn Poets Yop is held on the second Monday of every month at 61 Local in Cobble Hill. That's at 61 Bergen Street, off Smith Street, near the FG stop. For more information about the Brooklyn Poets Yop, go to brooklynpoets.org. This month's open mic lineup featured Rosie Perez, Star Davis, Laura Plaster, Arthur Russell, Chris Roberts, Abby Conklin, Jessica Powers, Candy Wolf, Kim Carson, Timothy Wojcik, Jackie Brage, Emily Blair, Donna Hunt, Julie Hart, Rachel Tymon, and Ada Chen. So, without any further ado, let's get right to this month's readers. Welcome back to the Broken Poets. Yeah, open mic. You're very serious, by the way. You're like ready to perform. I like that. That's like the most serious face I've ever seen here. But that's good. I'm glad for that. Uh, it's pretty dark in here today. I think it's, they may have like they may have made their lighting more gentrified than it was before. I mean, it's great for like romantic dinners or whiskey seduction, but uh, for a poetry workshop, it's difficult. So I'm glad you made it through the dim lighting, but now it's like the reading time, so it should be dimmer. Um, a couple of announcements before we begin about our workshops. It's almost the summer, thank God. It's like actually livable temperature today. Until we came in here, there was an Arctic blast for some reason. I, I think I've managed to turn off the AC, so hopefully it'll stay blessed. Um, we have summer workshops coming, and you, if you're on our newsletter, you probably get the announcement. If you haven't, there are tons of flyers in the back. We have, uh, I think, a total of seven workshops. There are three level one workshops and four level two workshops. And uh, three new teachers, Samson Starkweather, who's an amazing poet, uh, his partner, Paige Taggart, also an amazing poet. The beauty of those two is they teach in the same space, and they're teaching on back-to-back -back nights. So you might take both workshops and be there like two out of the seven days every week in their house for five weeks. And it's a pretty nice-looking living room. They just posted pictures of it on Facebook, I guess, to advertise their space. Uh, we also have... Um, uh, an amazing series of guided reading classes that are taught, both of them this summer are taught by Bill Zabotsky. If you are looking to shore up your knowledge of American poetry, which is, let's admit it, probably uh, not as solid as you want it to be, uh, or maybe not, Everyone's, there was a weird judgmental silence, like, <laughs> how dare you imply that I'm not well-read in the American classes. Uh, we have a five-week class on Walt Whitman, you've heard of him. This guy right here, who is like our spiritual founder. And uh, and then the second five-week class, which is back-to-back -back with this one on Emily Dickinson. So if you, like me, think of Dickinson and Whitman as kind of like our two 
uh, founding American visionaries. They're really, I think, still our two greatest poets. Uh, you could debate me, but you would be wrong. Uh, if I get drunk enough, I will debate you to death. Uh, but those are two amazing poets, and Zavatsky really knows his stuff. If you know Bill Zavatsky, he's a legendary teacher in New York City. He has like a small cult following of just Zavatskyites. They follow him everywhere. Uh, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, we have lowered the fuck out of these prices for these classes. It's only 175 for the guy to read the classes. So some of you are taking the George Herbert class, Arthur. Julie, Patty, the true nerds in here, the true poetry nerds are taking the George Herbert class right now in Penelope's house, where these classes may also be, <laughs> because Patty is an incredibly generous host, and she hooks you up with some shit, gives you like cold cuts and wine, and I, just, I mean, it's like amazing. It's like she's just giving it to you. You don't have to pay for that. Uh, so those are the guided reading classes. The uh, early bird discount is until May 29th. So if you're a new student, you still get $15 off until that point. We also have, I guarantee this is the last thing I'm going to say, we have Britain Poets Fellowships. If you've never uh, signed up for one of those or applied for one of those, those are a new thing we started last year. So if you are strapped for cash, you can apply for a fellowship and take a workshop for free. And that deadline is in a couple weeks, May 22nd, right? So you have to look on our website and apply for a fellowship if you would like some financial aid. If you're a millionaire, please do not apply, because that would just be shitty of you. I mean, what an introvert you would be. Just let other people apply, because they don't have as much money as you. Probably no millionaires in here. Just checking. That's good. Uh, okay, so if you haven't been here before, you get three minutes on the mic. Please do not go over. We will try to get through uh, at least 20 readers. We try to do that every time. Definitely get through a couple people on the wait list. If we don't get to you, I apologize in advance. We will try to get to you next time. Uh, it's never too early to sign up for the open mic. We are recording the open mic, as we have been doing for the last few months, uh, for our podcast that we call the Yawpcast. Uh, so if you don't want your voice recorded, you need to tell me so I can strike you from the recording with no remorse. Uh, yes. And I phone number. And the phone number. Thank you. I like that you remind me every time. It's like you're my pimp or something. Uh, my phone number. This is. This, this is. I'm not just going to give you my phone number. The reason why I give you my phone number is because we vote for a poem of the month every month. Uh, each month, my audience votes. Someone has voted poem of the month, and that means they get free admission to the future yop and compete in our poem of the year contest at the end of the year, which Arthur, who is having my phone number, won last year, which is why he feels privileged. Uh, so, if you are ready for the number, some of you probably have it. I get random text messages all the time now. The number, if you are ready, is 718-374-1953. And uh, you should wait till the end. You should hear all the poets, then vote. Uh, there's a few people that have won already. Uh, I'll tell you who they are as we go. Uh, there's no point in wasting your vote on them unless you just really want to. Because you can't win twice in the same year. Also, you can't vote for yourself. Uh, some people do that sometimes. Arthur's done it a few times. <laughs> Even after winning, you can vote for yourself. There's a, a true uh, Whitmanian wit egotist in my, after my heart. I appreciate this. I would definitely vote for myself, too. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, God, that is tanky. Uh, but don't do that. Vote for somebody else. That's the whole point. Uh, okay. God, that was a lot of talking. So, 718. 374-1953. I, I should start doing infomercials. I feel like I have a good infomercial voice. If you watch your phone, you, you can talk to you, yeah?
Yeah, you can also talk to me and tell me your vote. Okay. You can also email me. You can write me a letter. <laughs> send me a Facebook message. There's many ways to contact me. And to, and can you believe it? In today's world, so many forms of communication. You can buy me a beer. Try to sway my vote. I'm not saying, that that, I'm not saying it will work. But couldn't hurt, right? I do vote too. Yeah, I usually wait to the end. I'm like the deciding vote. It happens very rarely, but every now and then, I'm like, I wield the power to change the future. Okay, three minutes on the mic. You remember Natalie Albert? She just taught you guys. So, I'm sure you'd be happy to welcome her back. Give it up for Natalie Albert. Stomach. 
Her legacy is only good in meat cures. Its glutinous sparkle blitzes the incidents in the basement, the bathroom, the bedroom. Ah, yes, the terrible bees are like the countless days before, defiled during the period of dedication. Remember, a sin offering is one goat. The Lord is stuffed a world with feeding girls. A cloud over the tabernacle thus spoke Nasdaq, and you willed the coins to trickle down your throat in accordance with his commands for more sunsets. That is how it continued to be. The elders seduced their dusty eggs into prophecy, licked at the leprous ash, and measured grains of megaway to paradise. At your session, you recounted the portion of your spleen that leans womanly to blade. The tassels on your garments swung. Do not accept a ransom from anyone who has fled the city, the bros chant. Kiss their crunch IDs. They smothered you with every law on market and bound you there, there. Language and its exceptions do not dignify the impure womb with miscarriage. Soaked in vinegars, you watch crows lift heavily off as you grip your testament to power grids. The revisionist, yes, a mess of the chugging throat. The yes, Lord, yes, a deposit slip still warm with the whole of your muscular brethren. Uh, I remember when I had a Crunch membership <laughs> a long time ago. Can you imagine me in a gym? Why can we do that to ourselves? Uh, okay, is Gabe smaller here? I didn't think so. Ricky here? Ricky is not. I think that's maybe the first yawp he's missed. I have no, no idea what that means. He's rejected us. Possibly. I do know now, though, that Gabe is not here. All right. Empirical, whatever. What are we even talking about? Next up is Rosie Perez. Give it up for Rosie. Observe. Protecting her thoughts remains reserved. 
not let the heart collide with this world. Chest out, find freedom, breathe in, and now curl. Curl into the baby you, were, you once were, avoiding any next movements that might occur. Vulnerability, embrace it. It's life, go ahead and face it. But do not let any barriers refrain you. Swing to the moment, to the movement, and find your way out into a downward facing dog. Face yourself, your body, your, your subconscious must have this dialogue. Shift your center of gravity and lose more of your core. From you, life will always ask more. Because you are now a warrior. Do not focus on the exterior. Focus on the core and balance. Stay away from negativity and malice. This journey has been lengthy, filled with struggles, far from empty. There has been a lot of pain and a lot of tears. But baby, you just faced your fears. That is why you are now a warrior with the ability to defend broken bones, broken hearts, all the things you learned to amend. You've been that hungry dog and that vulnerable baby. Now you are a warrior that does not need any saving. The beauty is that you can always go back to being that hungry dog and that vulnerable baby because as warriors, we are also human and we forget that. This never fails to amaze me. Thank you, Rosie. Your first time here, right? Give it up for Rosie. Sounds like a good yoga class that was. I, that's another thing I haven't done in a long time. Really, just, what am I doing? Yeah. I stopped going to the gym because I started doing more yoga, and then I stopped doing yoga when I started swing dancing. Really? Yeah. Stop doing something, right? Okay. <laughs> Next up is Fabulous Poe. We heard last time, I think for the first time, this would be her second time. Give it up for Star Davis. Besides a blank place, a safe place, at a distance. 
Love is a poem I wrote um, after Nikki Giovanni's Habits. It's called Bad Habits. <laughs> I wrote a poem about you. I'll never forget how to write poetry unless writing poetry is like crashing a car or drowning in a lake or losing you. It may have only happened once, it's still remembered. But I say that I'm okay. And of course you still hurt me, but being hurt, of course, is not the same as being hurt since, or being hurt instead, or being hurt. If you hurt me, why does my mind feel challenged by my heart's defeat? And why do I still call your side of the bed yours? And why am I hesitant on not hurting you back? I hate that I loved you that way. But I sit writing a poem about my bad habits. And though it is my poem, it is still yours. And though some of my habits, like talking to strangers or tripping an old person, should stay mine <laughs> if for no other reason than their civilizing influence, which is the ultimate hurt you need to acquire. <laughs> I don't know whether to be afraid of you or whether to respect you. Doing it, but like that's a habit. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a sometimes thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, I, I don't think you should trip the next poet. She just had a, a daughter, which is her second child. They're both very beautiful children, so don't fuck with her. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Davis. Next up is Laura Plaster. Get up for Laura. I quoted on the 
poet Jodie Foster cries when she, when she sees the celestial bodies spiraling before her. Like, like, like what? I am a poet, but I don't have words for those computer-generated heavens. The moon looks like a banana, says my son, which is true insofar as the moon has waned into its silvered newness, which does curve like the fruit I buy him, knowing full well how much fuel is spent hauling into our fruit ball from its tree. The moon has no guilt, and I have no words for its winking silver beauty, so I echo a banana, yes. I have no words, then, for the fake universe, or the real, besides banana, a word I shouldn't know. The Japanese poet Basho assumed his name after a gift of banana trees from his students. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote haiku and didn't need more words than this to say the right thing. In Kyoto, hearing the cuckoo, I long for Kyoto. Bananas. <laughs> Emily, was there a well-timed musical jingle? But my name was in that poem, which was really exciting. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Did you hear the cuckoo in that poem? I think that was an allusion she was making to me. So thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. Everyone should have cuckoo in their palms somewhere. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird vibe tonight. It's like very subdued. And I think it's because of that bulb. I figured out what the fuck is happening. That bulb does not match the other bulbs. So the problem, I don't think, is that the room is darker. I think that bulb is brighter. Making everything seem strange. Yes. And Ricky's not here. It's a, it's a very weird optical effect that that bulb was created. We're an optical effect for Ricky Yes. You could just destroy it. <laughs> you said that in a way like, oh, I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> you have the space right now. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you should leave it alone because they probably won't invite us back if we destroy it. Is Adalia Castillo here? It's as if Ricky is here anyway. We all know she's not here. Next up, it, he might vote for himself. Give it up for Arthur Russell. Oh. Perhaps 
from the scratched wedding band on my knee, recalling the chains on your feet. I stand and look out over grasses at the bridge they built, long abandoned, breaking down into water at last, and long, like them, for freedom or death or to believe again that they worked on the ocean to give it the unchanging, hopeless look out of which all miracles lead. It's amazing. It's great. All right, so then I brought this much lesser poem. It's called The Unbent Trumpet. I went to school at Midwood High School, which is sort of south. The unbent trumpet. I unbent a trumpet looking for Andrew, my first friend, to answer an ache to a deeper joint than knees. Down the tool room, estando ya mi casa sosegada, with a propane torch, a hard rubber hammer, and a soft steel pry, I smithied out the bends the horn I played in high school. If he were in there, I would find him. The blue flame burnt the varnish, and the stout tube sweated solder like candle wax. And the air stunk sweet with flux. The valve set, all three at once, came free in my right hand. I regarded it like a pearl-capped grenade and worked the valves with the stupid insistence, opening a line and then out of line. The horn I played beside him, disintricated and unraveled, lay in straightened, heat-stained pieces on the brown bench like orderly bones. And yet, the night disputed what my knuckles wanted and my jaw knew. So I put it back together as a jerry-rigged telescope, a four-foot clarion without the Baltic flag. And now it was nearly morning. And I loved that man before I was a man. I loved him first, before I knew my heart. I held the straightened trumpet up. I held my eye to the mouthpiece. If he were in there, I would find him. I looked up through the trumpet toward the incandescent basement light. And I saw him down Sheepshead Bay, the summer after graduation with the soft instrument case hanging from his shoulder, thick curls parted in the middle under a newsboy cap, and whitened blue jeans torn at the knee. There were fishermen on the pier, filleting blues on the cleaning tables, a cigarette caught in a crevice at the faucet, smoking thickly like a pump in the moveless air. He stopped 
in the middle of the footbridge that crossed Sheepshead Bay from East 19th Street to Manhattan Beach to unpack his trumpet and licked the little mustache where the sound from his lips first imagined the air above the bay, beyond the bell. And he played that bellboy trumpet over the glassy, listless bay, majestic among the moorings, from Emmons Avenue to Exeter Street, where anyone, anyone, Thank you, Arthur. Next up is, I'm not, I have no words of introduction for you. He's got his sunglasses on the side of his shirt. Give it up for Chris Roberts. about death, the other is about a French word I can't pronounce. Yeah. Questioning the scenery. The dead squirrel in our alleyway had fallen when a branch snapped. The birds all flocked away. The other squirrels ran up the old oak tree. They had been playing games of life or death and capturing the flags to fill their stomachs. Hungry flies swarmed around their former friend, flies landing in his dead, cold, open eyes. My mother wouldn't touch him, since diseases that animals like him were known to have spread far too easily. Risks were moot and risks, although he'd landed on our property. And might have been a sheep. Nobody chucked. On bikes with friends, we didn't stop to gawk. We just rode on. I wish that meant a lot. Instead, the ice cream store was closing soon. Days passed before the squirrel was gone. Where to? By whom? A dog? Stray cats? My mother's changed mind? Speculation in that head of mine. I wondered why I hadn't cleaned him up myself. I wondered what had happened to the poor old thing I just let drift away, like ocean waves, like sand, like death put off as though he'd been a dream or messy floor. The alleyway got clean. I got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this one's about that French word I can't pronounce. With nothing to do. All afternoon we waited for the day to start. I read about the moss that grows on trees in case we ever lost our way. You sewed part of a handkerchief and didn't tell me why you wanted to stay in. We smelled the room. It smelled like us. Our minds were pendulums. We had no chores. We'd finished them on Saturday. The roof was someplace else to be, so we went up, laid down, and breathed, and didn't speak a word about the emptiness we felt inside because we knew the hurtful things we'd say. And neither of us really felt that way looking up reminded us how small we were compared to stars we couldn't see with all the light pollution in New York. The sky that night was like a photograph, 
a shot of nothingness, not emptiness, but all at once, too far away to see. And it erased dead thoughts of vacant lots, and we no longer needed anymore to silence what had silenced us. Thank you, Chris. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Well, see, you know, Chris has already won this year, so, you know, maybe don't waste your vote on it. Chris has won. I think he meant vote for me. Uh, Dell has won, so don't vote for her. Except, except in spirit. You could. It's up to you. Your vote is yours. It's America. You want to like make it? A, make it a true vote. <laughs> that this light is really bothering me. <laughs> it's having a psychological effect. My MCing skills are, are discombobulated. Next up is a very fine poet. Uh, that's really all that needs to be said. Give it up for Abby Conklin. I heard you. 
died, I say, not too long, but just sucking down the straw from below. You here too? This travels fast. Four. I still have your baseball cap. Tastes like home. Next up is, remember this poet, she knows my little sister. <laughs> Give it up for Jessica Powers. Yes, no. Uh, wow. Okay. Well done. I'm excited about cows, too. They don't have LeBron names, but uh, they do things also. Next up is the poet right in front of me. Give it up for Candy Wolf.
to a French event, which occasion, whether it be her birthday or Mother's Day, I would do that, and she was always encouraging me in my writing. So this is dedicated to my mother now. It is called Mother's Day. I was in your old Park Slope neighborhood at the building of your childhood home. Living space upstairs, millinery store that grandma and grandpa owned on ground level. You helped out in sales of the buttons and yarn and knitting needles. Grandma, grandma's biggest silk stocking customer was Al Capone, and he bought, he bought in quantity. You went to synagogue and grew up in an Orthodox home. The teenage diary that you gave me makes me feel very modern. How alike we are. We've been through so many journeys together. Powerful heartache. Your faith and strength, especially when we lost Daddy and you led the way. I wish I told you that. Paris, along the same proposition I arose, you handled it without insult. We giggled a great anecdote afterwards. We love purple. I miss buying white bouquets, special occasions where you always brought life to the party. Everyone loved you. <clears throat> I can never cook as well as you, even with explicit watching. I was missing the love that you put into it. You taught me to be a mother when I stroked your hand in the last moments and said the Shema in your merit before your soul rose higher. We were more than ever. Today, in the mirror, I put on the shade of pink lipstick that we both admired. Your cheekbones, and your radiant smile, your love. Once you give them something, like, oh, this is a book, they're like, oh, okay. So you're, not, you're not a total failure. She probably doesn't give a shit at all. She's not as excited as Jessica is. She's like, she's like, oh, Jason, why do you swear about the calves on Twitter? Which is true. Effing uh, coup, you can follow me. It's actually spelled like that, effing coup. By the way, if you want to tweet about the book Poets Yop, as some of you are already doing, we see it happening. Uh, hashtag Brooklyn Poets Yop. Uh, Ada Chen is back there, the Twitter maestro, quoting your finest lines for the masses. Next up is a Yop debuter. She's been here for workshop, but she has not read before, so be very excited and supportive of her. Please give a warm welcome to Kim Carson. Frida Kahlo paints to herself connected at the throats with bleeding veins. 
In a quiet bed in Bushwick, tendrils begin to creep from my mouth and wind themselves around the throat of a boy with perfect teeth and music for a soul. These veins are using our hands to paint a portrait of themselves. There is nothing to do on a lazy morning like this one but wonder how it will turn out. Sometimes they like us with our aortas tied together, throbbing steady between us. Sometimes they flow with morphine and we feel ecstatic until we die. I once went in to donate blood and woke up hours later in a dark alley missing a kidney. Diego was to Frida with her child in her universe. She situated herself at the very nuclear center of the two Diegos, the Russian nesting dolls. To insert herself into this position, it was necessary for Frida to slice down the center of Diego's big fat belly with a scalpel. Once she had removed the contents of his torso, leaving only the beating heart, she curled inside. Tucked inside the cavernous walls of flesh, snuggled up against the big fat heart, Frida set to work sewing him back up. Eventually, her feet began to fall asleep, cramped as she was in the shell of a man. She stretched her aching limbs, spread her arms into Diego's arms, hands into Diego's hands, fingers into Diego's fingers like gloves. If she shouted loudly enough, her voice could be heard to issue from his mouth. Once, she shouted, I am yours forever, Diego, and was overheard by Trotsky, who happened to be walking by. <laughs> oh, Diego, thought Trotsky, oh, big fat Diego, he's gone and swallowed up his wife. He peered down Diego's throat and saw waking up at him the infamous unibrow of Frida Kahlo like Jonas and the Whale. <laughs> Hello there, Trotsky, said Frida, using Diego's flaccid hand to pat Trotsky on the cheek. Fine weather we're having. <laughs> I'm yours for now, I say, as the tendrils push apart the boy's crooked teeth and crawl inside his mouth. Diego's flaccid hand. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it's really stuck out. So I just wanted to show you this. Uh, if you don't know about the bridge, I was just thinking about this because uh, Kim's poem is on there. This is what it looks like. This is, this is totally embarrassing Kim right now. This is her profile, right? You can post poems with images. So this is a this little image of Frida and Diego here. And then you click on that and there's the poem. It's amazing. People can like it. There are seven likes on this poem. And many comments, one by me, one by Arthur, one by Lisa, who's not here. We also feature a poem every day. Many of you in this room have been featured uh, several times, actually. There's a lot of famous people in here. You might not know it, but your neighbor is famous. Um, so, join the bridge. It's an awesome way not only to share your work, but to find mentors. Natalie Eilbert is on the bridge. It'll take too long. Maybe I'll show it to you the next time. I have a minute to look for her profile. You can stalk her on the bridge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You could request critiques of her work. That would be a good way of stalking, right? Anyway, let's not say stalking again. <laughs> Next up is a very great poet. Give it up for Timothy Vujic. 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 One day I'll get. Okay. Um, I have two. They're very short. They're both called happiness. <laughs> In the cave, there is a distinct line separating the cave from the dreams, and another line separating the dreams from the large pit. The face of the person you love is behind the couch you're always falling asleep on. Or was it the idea of the face? It does not matter. It all comes from the pit in the form of visible smoke and invisible smell, 
which is to say, it comes from a very dark place beyond your dreams, a place we all visit only once. I am very sorry. I have not had any coffee yet, so I am not my true self, let alone able to explain anything at all. Please do not even ask about the animals down there. <laughs> The ruddy goat in the middle of the clearing tells me, I know exactly how and when you will die. I sit across from him or her, the dewy grasses staining the ass of my pants, and the goat reclines. I look directly into his or her devilish yellowed eyes, and he or she stares back into my blank, grayed eyes. I say, that's funny, because I know exactly how and when you will die. <laughs> we sit together for what seems like hours or days, never breaking our blurring gaze. The trees could all implode around us. A bear could tear each of us in half. It wouldn't matter. It's as if I've known the goat my entire life, and the goat has known me my entire life. And now that we've found each other, we've learned the only essential thing about this world that to love something, you must watch it, knowing that at any moment, you both will suddenly disappear. Thank you, Tim. Uh, I found, I Googled, uh, Googled, <laughs> I know you would call it on this site, a bridge. Uh, happiness, you can search for hashtags, and Tim's just tell me you think these are the ones you read. Nope. He has many poems called Happiness. <laughs> uh, two of them are on here. And uh, it's, what's interesting is one of Abby's poems is here too. It's called The God Damn It Method. That is also hashtag happiness. I feel like that's probably ironic. Also, one of my poems, which is incredibly sad, I don't know why hashtag happiness, but uh, must have been an interesting mood. Uh, anyway, so lots of fun times on that site. Should join. Okay, next up, it Chris is back with his two glasses of wine. If you don't know Chris, this is how he does it. He must have two. I don't even have to see this. Uh, next up is a Yop debuter. I'm gonna take a stab at her last name. Hopefully, I don't fuck it up. Give it up for Jackie Brahe. Brage. Like Brage. Brage. Okay, Jackie Brage. Um, so I have two short poems. The first I actually wrote at the last workshop. So. Um, this is called Malnourished. He says things the way spilled milk does. Calcium cutting and bone dry, so I cry about it. We stand outside a Mexican diner, and an open side is streaming red and blue all over his face as he says he needs something more. My feet are given to street gutters like Silverwood City books floating face up underneath the skyline. And a street lamp careens its hands through his hair, down his shirt, wraps around his marrow. I spill into his hand trying to offer an impossible. I don't know how 
knowing that if you'll be able to know your son, it will be because you were once there in that baby's place, communing with that woman by eye contact only, that the way she has known you, everything about you, without rubbing your face in it or holding it against you, is how you wish to know that little newborn person there. As she watches you flounder around, trying to find the patience to continue being a mother, And you'd rather stomp out the door and never come back. You see her registering compassion for you with a little switch of been there, done that, thrown in on top of your sprinkles. As she visits her mother in the nursing home, trying valiantly to make conversation with a woman who has been reduced to two topics, the Cubs and the church basement suppers 50 years ago, you wonder what you'll be talking to her about when she's 90. As she touches her mother's cheek, pale and powdery looking, most certainly she quietly tears up in front of the casket. As you see her struggle to find a positive spin on aging or something to look forward to, she knows her physical powers peaked a while back, and now it's compromise, accommodate, retreat from the canyon. As you realize she's starting to repeat herself, as you notice she knows it too, and is embarrassed about it. As you help her up from a fall, the flash of terror and disorientation in her eyes softening into relief at seeing you It's deaf. Uh, my mom texted me again, by the way. <laughs> We're on to the wait list. We probably only have time for a couple. It always makes me feel bad. Don't, you should know that I feel bad. I got an email from someone today who didn't get to go on the retreat. He was just like, really bad. It's like, man. <laughs> I had to like be like, step back, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> Okay, next up is a very well-dressed poet. Give it up for Rachel Timon. So I want you to talk about basketball, but Jason, are you really a swing dancer now? Awesome, we should dance, because I'm a lady helper. Um, so this, I have two short poems. Uh, the first one is called Gian Famous Foods. The white tile walls are splattered with little uneven orange dots. I order an eight for, en for eight bucks. I still never finish it. My mouth is hotter than I imagined Dante's Inferno to be. Why did I ask for extra spicy? Now I'm sweating, God, it burns so good. A slippery mound that seems to be a single noodle, impossible to pick up with chopstick, but only assholes use a fork. <laughs> and I wear the artful oil splatters on my shirt with pride. <laughs> uh, this next one is called Before You Brought Me Home. <laughs> if you haven't eaten there, you can it here, because it's amazing. Um, before You Brought Me Home. One. There was a time before you, I drowned. My blood draining from organs and orifices. Then transplanted saline sung in my veins instead. I do not miss the red. Two. When you opened the ocean, I jumped in head first, not knowing how to swim, but trusting the whipped white foam, salty vapor, to carry my broken form home. Three. Seagulls say hello. I fly among them, the sun so hot on my back welcome. I was so cold when I was alone. 
Now I belong somewhere, sinking below the horizon line, now that you are mine. Thank you. Our last poet of the evening is our intern in the back. Please give it up for Ada Chen. could not read tonight, uh, but now is the time to start signing up. It's never, believe me, you should sign up in like a week or two. It goes really fast. It's like, it's almost like a retreat. Not quite there yet. The retreat sold out in half an hour. So things happen quickly at Brooklyn Poets. So sign up tonight. Uh, you will definitely read. I guarantee you if you sign up on your phone right now. Uh, hang around, get some drinks, take a workshop flyer. Again, the early registration deadline is May 29th. Fellowship deadline is a week before that, May 22nd. Uh, please take your cups and stuff downstairs, and uh, if you want to help fold up chairs, that would be great. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Samson Starkweather is teaching the June Yop, and that will be a first we've ever had Sam before. Okay, take it easy. So, there you have it, the Brooklyn Poets Yop open mic for May 9th, 2016. Thanks again to our professor, Natalie Eilbert, for leading the workshop at the Yop and kicking off the open mic. Congrats to longtime Yopper Emily Blair for winning Poem of the Month for her poem, The Mirror Test, based on popular audience vote. For her victory, Emily will now compete in our Poem of the Year Smackdown in December. For more information, once again, about the Brooklyn Poets Yop, go to brooklynpoets.org. We hope to see you at the next Yop in June. That'll be on Monday, June 13th 
at 61 Local. The workshop will be led by new professor Samson Starkweather. So get ready. See you next time.